This is Ed Cohen, your broadcast host today on GlobalRadioTalkShow.com, coming to you from San Diego and Seattle. Our special guest today is Peter Vermeulen, Managing Partner at Terra Humana, Executive Coach, HR Advisor, and e-commerce consultant, recently retired from Amazon as Head of Human Resources Worldwide Customer Experience. Let's welcome Peter, hello. Thank you, Ed. Thank you for being there. I really appreciate it. So you recently left a, a really busy job. I was reading this. You supported a number of global business units, 100,000 associates and several functions, managing a global HR team of over 300 professionals in 19 countries. So how did you ever do that? <laughs> That's amazing. Well, it was a 24-hour, seven job but it was incredibly rewarding. And I didn't do it alone. I mean, I was so grateful to have a really great team in place. As you said, approximately 350 HR professionals around the globe. And we kept on hiring and adding new professionals in new countries such as Colombia and Philippines and, and India. We were growing. And so, you know, the team was just phenomenal to continue to push the envelope and drive a lot of great things, you know? Yeah. So uh, I have some questions. I'd like to go into a deep dive with you on a few things. But first, tell us about the article that you wrote, Diversity HR Analytics. Oh, okay. Well, it's a topic as a, as a white male. <laughs> might be a little bit of a surprise, but it's something that I am truly passionate about is uh, diversity and inclusion. I had the opportunity prior to Amazon to work 17 years for, uh, for Johnson & Johnson. And at the end of my career with Johnson & Johnson, I was leading diversity and inclusion initiatives globally. And so I really got very passionate about this topic. And so I wanted to work with the CEO of Johnson & Johnson in you know, deploying a new process to make the leaders in the organization more accountable. And we started to measure six, we call them the, the six-pack KPIs, the, the, the critical muscles that you need to flex and develop in order to be really a champion in DNI. And the project was such a success that we really had attraction with the CEO and we put a lot of positive pressure into the system and drove a lot of great results in diversity and inclusion. And just a really domain that I have a lot of passion for. I, you know, Ed, you may hear this from my accent, but I'm not originally from the U.S. I moved from Belgium to the U.S. in end of 2003. I also had an opportunity to work and live in Paris for three years. So Dutch is my first language and French is my second. So in a way, I also bring cross-cultural diversity to the workplace. And it's something that I'm truly passionate about. So in handling all these different, in managing and facilitating multi-country, multi-ethnic people, you obviously are a diplomat and you're also a multilingual communicator. Give us a little bit of insight about what that is like. How do you win trust with so many different kinds of people that are dependent on you? I think, you know, what I have learned throughout my experiences and the cross-cultural experiences is that one solution doesn't fit all. So you really need to understand 
ask the right questions about that culture, and then flex your management or your leadership style to be effective in that particular country, right? And so I remember, for instance, when I was in France, building trusting relationships with French leaders, they were inviting me for two, three-hour lunches. And I basically, in the beginning, said, I don't have time for this. You know, I've got a lot of work to do. And then I started to understand that in the French culture, this is a way to build trust with the leaders, right? And so so once I made that click, we went out for lunch and I built great alliances with them and built their trust. And then executing projects or driving change in the organization became much more easier. So it's just an example where you really need to assess what is the context, what's the cultural environment, what's the best way to flex your style in that particular environment. And, and do that. You have to kind of reinvent yourself all the time, Ed. Boy, that's fascinating. But you really got to taste some good wine, I bet. Yeah, and cheese. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's, let's do a deep dive here on HR automation while at Amazon. Do you want to get into that? Yeah, sure. It's another topic of passion for me. But Amazon, one of the leadership principles at Amazon is to invent and simplify What they mean by that is that leaders are expected to drive innovation and invention for their teams and always find ways to simplify, right? And so what I really thought was amazing at Amazon is a couple of techniques that they have. So first of all, they always start with the customer and then they work backwards, right? So at Amazon, which is really amazing, you never hear about competitors. You always hear about, hey... I'm not interested in competitors. Tell me about what the customer wants. It's the world's most customer-centric company, right? And so they have this incredible tool. They call it a PRFAQ. PR stands for a press release, and FAQ stands for uh, frequently asked questions. It's like a a document, right? And that people have to write. It's roughly four to six pages. And what you do is you start with a press release to say, hey, you're going to start with a new innovation in HR, right? And you start with a press release and you basically say, okay, this is January 2020 on the Wall Street Journal. This is the new process on recruiting that I'm launching. And I'm basically quoting some customers in that press release. So my customers rave about my project or my product because of ABC. My managers rave about it because of ABC, other competitors or Companies are raving about this as they see it, you know, because we're really pushing the envelope. I mean, that's the press release. And then you basically, in your frequently asked questions, you ask all these hard questions, right? Like, why are we doing this? Why now? How much is this going to cost? How are we going to deploy this? Have we considered alternatives? So you ask yourself all these difficult questions. And you make sure that you document them, right? And then then you have all the answers. And what you do then, once your PRFAQ is then ready, you pull your management team together, your leaders in HR and the business, and then you basically do what they call a, a doc review. It's like an hour, an hour and a half. And basically, people read the document. And after 30 minutes, you basically seek feedback. And then people say, hey, this is a great idea. We should really do this. And you go page by page, people have the opportunity to to chime in. But what is so great about this process is that after an hour, an hour and a half, you have all your stakeholders aligned about what you need to do. You get the funding. And then hopefully you also get also in terms of the resources, what they call 
a two-pizza team to work on this project. What is a two-pizza team? Well, it's very Amazonian speak, but it basically means that you need a, a nimble, small team that can feed off two pizzas, right? And so it's a really a great concept, Ed. And so it all starts with the PRFAQ, and we did some amazing innovations in HR in my team that were basically started all with a PRFAQ. Let me stop here and see if you have any questions. Thank you very much. I get it. And so it's a matter of being, in, well, of course, personally intelligent, but also understanding how things get done, how human nature and guessing who can be better without guessing, you know, having what a prefabricated list of, of wants and needs and then knowing who scores well and then likelihood to succeed or where there's an issue that needs attention. Why don't you get into identifying attributes? You want me to give a couple of examples, Ed? Yes, please. Okay. So one incredible innovation that Amazon drove was is basically recruiting in a lights out concept. I mean, I was really amazed when I walked into the door. And first of all, they told me, Peter, for your business units, you need to recruit this year 30,000 people. I'm like, what? <laughs> 30,000 people? But it tells you a little bit the magnitude of the growth at Amazon. Everything is a little bit on steroids, right? So I think Amazon today has 660,000 people. I think they have 63,000 openings as we speak. They want to double and triple in the next years. So all conversations are about scale. And, you know, is the system going to be able to scale? How is that PRFAQ? going to be able to be deployed in as you scale the business. So one of the things that we did really well is that we had this Salesforce system and we used it as a kind of an ATS for wage associates. And what we did is basically we recruited in a year 30,000 people for the business units that I was responsible for, all wage associates. And people basically go in, they go online and they take two or three tests. They take a capability test. They take a personality test. And then in some markets, like for instance, in Morocco, where we serve French customers, they would take a language test, a French language test. In Colombia, they would take a Spanish test, et cetera, et cetera. And then if people would score above a certain threshold, they get automatically an offer and they're being invited to the training class. So how cool is that? No recruiters are involved. And we recruited 30,000 people globally and we basically had an excellent quality of hire. I thought that was remarkable. So that's just one example, Ed. See if you have any questions. I'm happy to share some others. Okay. So with that level of people, how personal can it be? When you say personal, do you mean like a good fit for the company? Well, I mean the relationship. Yeah. Okay. So what happens is that these people are then, they get a contract and they are being invited to the live training class. And this is where the relationship starts, right? And so also when people then ultimately go to their site or a lot of people work remotely, virtually from home, they will start building that relationship with their manager. But it is not happening at the start when they're being recruited. And, you know, that's also a plus in a way, because there's some bias in recruiting. And so we are basically using some some thresholds that we use. And if people, again, score above a certain threshold, they're being hired. 
So what happens when there's a mistake made and yeah. uh, you need to do some pruning? Yeah, so they're like, it's a phenomenal process, but there are two things that we discovered that we need to fine tune a little bit better. First of all, are the people that basically get the contract, are they really the people they say they are? You right. could tap your, your brother on the shoulder and say, hey, can you take this test for me? Because my brother is more PC or computer savvy than I am, et cetera, et cetera. And then your brother passes the test, but basically he gives it to you, right? So we are working on biometrics and security systems to make sure that the person who's taking these tests is really the person who's going to show up in the training class. But what happens is that if we found out during the training class that the person is not meeting the standard, well, unfortunately, we will have to separate them, right? It's unfortunate, but these things happen. So we will automatically correct it the first weeks. And then the second thing that we're trying to, to do a better job at is basically we're recruiting more and more people that will work from home. And the, the thing is, Ed, that working from home is not for everybody, right? You find yourselves within four walls. It's a little bit lonely. And people sometimes take the test online. They pass. They go through a, a training class. Then they signed up for a virtual role working from home, but they didn't really understand what they signed up for. So what we're trying to do now with virtual reality, we're trying to build that in so that people can basically see a day in a life of an associate, really what it is, what it isn't. So they're better informed when they go through the whole process, whether or not this is something for them. So these are the two things we're working on, security and then making sure that people really understand what they're signing up for. How is this done? Is this done by telephone or a video interview, or is it just all through a chatbot kind of a thing? No, none of these. I mean, all is via a website. There is no chatbot. There is no... You basically just go online, you take the tests. Again, if you're above a certain threshold, you get automatically an offer. That's it. Okay. So what about communications while people are developing? Is there personal contact? People working from home, Ed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Of course. We're investing in innovative. You know, Amazon is one of the companies that are growing rapidly in that virtual working from home space, right? And we're trying all kinds of different techniques. And I've seen, seen very cool things like people would take a coffee together, for instance, and you would see all these different faces. They come together at a certain time in the, in the day and they have a coffee together and chat about things. People have lunches together sometimes and just get to know peers. Once in a while, there is a meeting where people show up together physically. But that's not the purpose of, of the whole model, right? The real model is that people can work wherever they are, and technology would allow them just to connect with their manager, with their peers, with, with their customers. It's just phenomenal. But we're kind of coming up with some great new innovative technology that will continue to engage our associates wherever they are, you know? Okay, so once you have a workforce... There's a way of communications, voice of associates, I understand. Yeah. Could you get into that voice of associates, V-O-A? Yeah, voice of associates is another thing that is really cool. So first of all, you need to know that Amazon has a daily engagement question. They call it connections. Okay, so every day, every associate 
really every associate in the organization, so we're talking about six, 660,000 people, take a daily engagement question. And it could be something like a question like, how well do you think your boss is handling stress? Or do I have the right resources to do my job effectively? These type of questions, okay? Then in addition to that, we came up with a digital board. It's called the voice of the associate. So picture this in a brick and mortar site, in a site, for instance, in Rabat in Morocco, we would have a voice of the associates board. And what it is, it used to be a board on the wall where people could just write down their concerns, their questions, and management would come to the whiteboard and write down like, okay, we have, this is the answer, but, and this is what we're going to do about it. But it was in, for Amazon, a whiteboard that didn't make sense, right? And so we came up with this virtual voice of associates board. It's really cool. People can just log in and either they, they can do it anonymously or they can put their name behind it and just put a question or a comment out. And then management will make sure that ASCP, they will provide a response, right? And so, for instance, that could be, I've seen this in action, like in India, like people were complaining about the, the quality of the food in the cafeteria, something like that. And then management would take immediate action. But what is now super powerful is if you take the engagement survey results, the voice of the associates, comments and trends that you see, and you basically put it together with automation software in what are some trends that we see. You know, so for instance, big issue in India was, for instance, the, the transportation from and to the workplace became like a big trend. And so now we basically can equip the local leadership team to say, what are we going to do about this? Can we proactively do something about that and get back to our associates, you know? So the power really came in combining both data into really deep insights that would equip our leaders to be more effective. So as I understand that you have some names of things that are like keywords, like stay interview rather than exit interview. Yeah, this is another cool HR innovation that we did. It's only started a year ago. And it started again with a PRFAQ and a, and, a, and a small team in Huntington, Virginia that was working on it. And they came up with this idea to say, wouldn't it be better if we can predict who are the associates that are likely going to leave us, right? And so if we have these insights, wouldn't that be great to know? So then we can now equip our team leaders to have the right stay conversations with people versus when people leave, you need to have an exit interview with them. So how much more powerful is that? And so we decided to work, the, my HR tech team started to work on it, and we identified 28 attributes, uh, data elements, and we were able to correlate that with AI and basically come up with a tool that we call Nostradamus. It's named after the French astrologer and reputed seer. And so basically, this tool predicts who is likely going to leave the organization. But it was really incredibly insightful to understand that we had an accuracy of over 70%. So team manager, then every week would basically, let's say you have 15 or 20 people that would report it to you, gets a report and say, hey, these two people, they have a, an increased probability of leaving. We are helping you 
we developed some toolkits helping the team leader to have the right conversation with these people. And basically, as a result, we basically avoided some of the regrettable losses in the organization. So there was an incredible innovation and it was so powerful. And it basically started from, from the business who came up with this idea. It was great. Fascinating. So HR automation at Amazon, invent and simplify. So this has really been a quick lesson, Peter. Thank you very much for being our guest on globalradiotalkshow.com. Peter, if people wanted to get in touch with you, how should they do that? Well, they can go to my LinkedIn profile, Peter Vermeulen, V-E-R-M-E-U-L-E-N. I'm also very active on Twitter, so you can find me there as well. All right. Well, thanks very much for being our guest, Peter. I've learned a lot in a short time here. And I mean, this is like really cool stuff. And, you know, you have to think about it all, but you're making it simple. Once again, the theme here is invent and simplify, and that's exactly what you've just shared with us. So thank you. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate it. All right. This is Ed Cohen signing off from San Diego, and that was Peter Vermillion signing off from Seattle, globalradiotalkshow.com. Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful day.